Our final reading comes from John chapter 3, verses 16 to 21. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world And people loved the darkness rather than the light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light, and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. But whoever does what is true comes to the light so that it may be clearly seen that his deeds have been carried out in God. I want to ask two questions of the passage that I've just read. I want to ask, first of all, what does this passage teach us about God? And then secondly, I want to ask, what does this passage teach us about how we should respond to God. Two simple questions. What do we learn here about God? And what do we learn about how we ought to respond to God? First of all then, what does the passage that I've just read in John chapter 3 teach us about God? Well, we learn two main things about God in this passage. To begin with, we learn about what God has done for us. Just look at how the passage begins. It begins by saying, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Now this is probably the Bible's most famous verse, and with good reason. For it tells us that God is a God of love. It tells us that God, at the very core of his being, is love. It tells us that the heart of God is a heart of love, a heart of infinite, immeasurable, uncontainable, overflowing love. And in his infinite love for this world, God gave his only son. God's love is, in other words, a love that gives, which is the nature of true love, isn't it? Love is a thing that gives. When you love someone, what do you do? You give them good things. And you love to give them good things. A husband who loves his wife gives her his time 
his attention, at least some of the time, his care and his protection. And he does so gladly. He loves to love her. And God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Jesus Christ is God's gift of love to this world. There was nothing greater that God could have given to this world than his one and only, his only begotten son. Jesus Christ is God's best gift, his highest, his greatest gift. Jesus is the gift that shows just how much God loves you. That shows just how much God loves to love you. So let me say to each one of you here this evening, and this is a word for every single one of you here this evening, God loves you. God loves you very, very much more than you could ever begin to understand or imagine. God loves you so much that he gave you his very best. He withheld nothing good from you. He gave you his only son, Jesus. This then is the first thing that we learn in in our passage about God. We learn about what he has done for us. The second thing this passage tells us is why God has done this. This passage tells us why God has given the world his greatest gift, his only son. This passage tells us that God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. God gave you his only son in order to save you, in order to rescue you. Now, maybe you're sitting there thinking to yourself, well, I don't think I need to be saved or rescued. I I don't think I'm in any particular danger. I, I certainly don't feel as if I'm in any particular danger. So what does it mean when the Bible says that God sent his son not to condemn me, but to save me? And here we need to understand that the Bible teaches us that we are, whether we feel it or not, we are in danger. We are in peril. And we are in danger because of who we are by nature. We are sinners who have sinned against God. You see, God has made us to know him, to love him, to enjoy him, to worship him. But we, as we saw in our first reading, we have turned our backs on him. Instead of going God's way, we have chosen to go our own way. Instead of loving God, we have instead loved ourselves. We have put ourselves first rather than God. And this is what the Bible calls sin. I is at the center of sin both in terms of its spelling and also in terms of its meaning. Sin is putting I, me, myself, right at the centre of the world rather than God. Sin is worship of self 
rather than worship of God. And the Bible says that we are all guilty of this. Without exception, we're all guilty. We've all sinned against God. We've all put ourselves first rather than God. Every single person throughout the entire world, throughout the long course of history, has, as it were, put themselves on the throne. And they have dethroned God. And this puts us in a very dangerous, perilous position. Because it means that as guilty sinners, guilty before God our maker and our judge, we deserve to be condemned. That's what we deserve. Just as when someone who is found guilty of murder or theft or rape deserves to be condemned, so every single human being, every single human being, without exception, deserves to be condemned by God. This is the danger that we are all in by nature. The danger of being condemned by God for our sin. But thankfully, the story doesn't end there. Listen again to the good news. God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. I deserve to be condemned just as much as you do. The whole world deserves to be condemned, but God, in his great love for the world, gave his son in order to save us. And how, you might ask, does Jesus do this? How does Jesus save us from our sin, from our guilt, from our condemnation? How does he do it? Quite simply, By dying in our place. That's the message of the Bible. That's the message of Christianity. That is the good news. That on the cross, Jesus Christ took our place. Jesus Christ substituted himself for us. Jesus, as it were, said, let me take all of my people's sin all of my people's guilt, all of my people's shame, and let me be condemned for their sin so that they won't be. And that is exactly what Jesus did when he died on the cross. Friends, this is why God gave his only son. This is why Jesus was born 2,000 years ago. This is why Jesus would grow up and end his life dying on the cross. So that we who deserve to be condemned would not be condemned. So that we would be saved from our sin. And saved not just from the condemnation that we deserve, but saved for eternal life with God in heaven. So what has God done? 
Well, according to this passage, God, in his great love for us, has given us his only son. And why did God do this? So that we would not be condemned, but saved. These are the two main truths that we learn in our passage about God. That in love, God gives. And in love, God saves. So how should we respond to God? Well, look again at the start of our passage. What does the Bible's most famous verse say? For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Here is how you should respond to what God has done for you. Believe in Jesus Christ. What do you have to do to be saved from your sin and from the condemnation that you deserve? Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's it. That's it. You don't have to be a certain kind of person. You don't have to know lots of things. You don't have to do lots of good things. I actually think that's a pretty common misconception that people have about God and about Christianity. People think that being a Christian is all about being good and doing good. Being good enough for God, doing enough good works. In actual fact, being a Christian is primarily about believing in the Lord Jesus. Whoever believes will not perish but have eternal life. Being a Christian is about recognizing that you are not good enough for God. And that you never can be good enough for God, however hard you try. But it's also about recognizing that Jesus Christ is good enough. It's about recognizing that Jesus has done for you what you could never have done for yourself. Being a Christian is about believing in Jesus. That's it. So, do you believe in Jesus? Will you believe in Jesus? God loves you. God loves you so much that he gave you his greatest gift, his only son. And Jesus came in order to save you, not to condemn you. So will you receive with the open hands of faith the free gift of Jesus Christ? If you will, then here is God's promise to you. You will not perish. You will have eternal life. Amen.